I can't believe I'm, I'm announcing this right now. Master Club's orientation is next week. If, you're, if your kids are going into the pre-kindergarten or kindergarten class, that means they're going into pre-K or kindergarten this upcoming year, their orientation is next Wednesday. Yes, you heard me right. We will still have a family service that night for those of you who are still um, in here. Uh, but Master Club's orientation begins next Wednesday for that class. You guys are going to meet in the preschool class uh, to kick things off next week. Um, and I do have some exciting news that I get to share, just in case you haven't already heard about this on Facebook. Uh, Andrew and Ashley Brothers had their baby today. Uh, so they gave, uh, gave birth to Brianna Grace Brothers, uh, a healthy 6-pound, 12-ounce baby girl. Uh, so we can, we can rejoice and congratulate them and be excited about uh, this uh, newest uh, church member, I guess you could say. <laughs> so good news there. Um, so I want to I tell you a little bit about the book of Judges as a whole as we launch in tonight. Um, but I am going to need an assistant. I'm going to ask my lovely assistant to make her way up here. You don't even have your shoes on. My goodness. All right, let's get these out of the way, okay? Let's get these out of the way. We're going to need to move those, okay? And let's pull this table up. Let's put it right about, right about there. Can you stand on that side? You stand on that side. Okay. Stay put, okay? And I'm going to go ahead and move these out of the way, too, because we're going to need a little extra space, this evening. Now, this is my lovely assistant this evening, okay? Now, I just need you to help me with this. This is my bowl of Skittles. Help me out. Whose is this bowl of Skittles? Mine. I need you to guard my bowl of Skittles. That means don't eat them, okay? My bowl of Skittles, all right? Can you watch those? Watch those. Don't eat them. I want you to watch them. Okay, now, um, what I want to tell you is the fact that you can summarize the book of Judges. You can summarize the book of Judges with one particular phrase that just gets repeated over and over throughout the entire book of Judges. Don't you eat my skills. The entire book of Judges, and it's the phrase, the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. The children of, evil, the, the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. You see that phrase appear over and over and over again. Didn't I tell you not to eat my Skittles? Did you just eat some of my Skittles? Don't eat my Skittles. So, 
So the pattern that we see in the book of Judges, hey, can you guys quiet down and pay attention, please? The pattern we see in the book of Judges is that God instructs, then they disobey, so God chastens them, then they repent, and then God shows mercy and delivers the, stop! Didn't I just tell you not to eat my Skittles? Why did you eat my Skittles? Go sit down. God shows mercy and delivers them. You see, the book of Judges is all about the people of God. But the theme of the book of Judges is God, God's mercy. It's God's mercy. I mean, I mean, do you see that? It's God's people continuously messing up. And God's mercy never runs out. It really is a beautiful thing. Now, oh, I forgot to do this. If you are one of our kids, I want to ask you guys to come sit up here in this section. I'm sorry, I got that, I got that all out of whack. So one of our kids, I want you guys to come sit up here in the kids' section. So you guys, come on down now. Can you guys get in your seats, please? Because I've got some very special things that I want to show you guys tonight. And I'd hate for one of you to get sliced in half when someone runs past here with a sword in their hands. Tonight's going to be very dangerous. We're going to kill a man tonight. So I need you to sit up, pay attention, sit in your seats. And I am going to be looking for several volunteers tonight. In fact, hint, hint, I need a young man who likes Cheetos. Be thinking about that. Okay, now, Judges chapter number 4 Beginning in verse number 1, follow along with me tonight. Judges chapter number 4, beginning in verse number 1, the Bible says, And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. What a coincidence. When Ehud was dead. Now, you guys remember Ehud. Ehud was the the left-handed guy who killed the fat king, the guy that was up here. Y'all remember that. So Israel did evil right after Ehud, the hero, died. In verse 2 says, And the Lord sold them, the Lord, the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt in of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of iron, 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. Now, you guys who are taking notes tonight and writing on your note sheet, I want you to see number one, disobedience. Disobedience disobedience. Number one is disobedience. Those are my Skittles. Disobedience. Now, there were 80 years of peace. 80 
years longer than many of us will live. 80 years of peace after Ehud killed Eglon, the fat king. After he was killed, 80 years of peace. Ehud was the second judge in Israel. But once Ehud was off the scene, Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. The children of Israel did evil. That means they chose to do wrong even after God had delivered them and instructed them. They disobeyed. They disobeyed. Number one is disobedience. So I need, I need some help here. I need you guys to answer a question for me. Do we get away with sin? No. Let's see what the adults say. Do we ever really get away with sin? No, we don't. And the reason is because even if we think we get away with it, even if we think that no one sees what we did, who still sees? See, y'all are smart. Y'all know. You're following along with me. So number one is disobedience. Number two. Number two in your notes tonight. We're moving fast, y'all. Number two. Number two is despair. Despair. Verse two. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan. King of Canaan that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt in Hadrizah of the Gentiles. The Lord sold them. He is chastening the people of Israel for their disobedience. He's punishing them. Now, I need a young man who likes to eat Cheetos. Benjamin, come help me. Come on, man. Let's get you a throne because you've got to be a king. You, sir, tonight, you're King Jabin. So I need you to sit here, and I need you to look very kingly, and I need you to look very evil. And you're armed with your bag of Cheetos. And you may be thinking, why does he have a bag of Cheetos? Well, unfortunately, King Jabin is the most boring guy in this entire story. All he does is sit on his throne and, and be evil and eat Cheetos. It's in the Hebrew. Study it out. Now, um, so you can hang out. You can have those. You can open those. You can munch away. Go for it, man. Now, we also have another character in this story named Sisera. Sisera was the captain of the host for King Jabin. Okay? Do you need me to open your Cheetos? You're good. Okay. Sisera was the captain of the host. He was the general of King Jabin's army, the evil King Jabin's army. Sisera tonight will be played by the part of this honeydew melon. Okay? That is Sisera. Okay? So we got to use our imagination. Everybody see Sisera? That's Sisera. He looks very threatening, doesn't he? That is Sisera. Now, we've got King Jabin, the evil king of Canaan, and then we've got his captain of the host, Sisera. Now, verse 3, say with me. And the children of Israel 
cried unto the Lord. There's the despair. They cried unto the Lord, for he, Sisera, had, listen to this, this is unbelievable, had 900 chariots of iron. He had 900 chariots of iron, and for 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. 80 years of peace until this guy comes along. Now, for 20 years, Sisera and his 900 chariots, and history tells us over 100,000 men in his army, he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. He did not just oppress them, he mightily oppressed them. These were bad days if you were an Israelite. And it says, the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. They were in despair. This was a terrible enemy that they were facing this time. Now, side note. Tonight's story doesn't have one hero. It has two. Two. But let me introduce you, first of all, to our very first hero tonight. Her name is Deborah. Deborah. Verse 4, Judges chapter 4, verse 4. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. Now, you know what a judge in Israel was during these times? This was the person that essentially held the highest position. Deborah was in charge. She was a prophetess. She was the person that God spoke to. She was the person who represented God, spoke on behalf of God. And she was the one who made decisions for Israel. She, Deborah. She judged Israel, and she is the first hero in our story. Now, I need another volunteer. has to be a girl this time, because I don't think any of you guys can be Deborah. So, I need a girl and a Bible. It's okay. There's some on the back of your seat if you don't have one with you. How about... You want to be Deborah tonight? Okay, you're Deborah tonight. Come on. Don't worry. There's still more. We're not done. And she's got her Bible. Good job. Okay. This is Deborah. This is Deborah with her Bible because how is she going to hear from God now? Okay. Now, Deborah the prophetess, she judged Israel. She is hero number one in our story tonight. And she calls for a man named Barak. I need a guy. I need a guy tonight. Hmm. You want to help me tonight? Come on. You're Barak. Now, you're going to be moving a little bit. You know, I think, I think Barak had that same t-shirt too with the dinosaur on it. Will you hold that? Turn and face everybody. And you got to stand over here next to Deborah, and you'll know why in just a second. Let's get the blanket out of the way so y'all can see. 
All right. Now, Deborah tells Barak, she tells him that God said for him to take 10,000 men, 10,000, don't forget that, 10,000 men to the river Kishon. Do you know where that is? We'll figure it out. And if he would go, God was going to draw Sisera and his army to him, and God was going to deliver Sisera and his army into his hands. God would give Barak the victory in that battle. So here's so Deborah's telling him this, and Barak's standing here like, I don't know about all this, Deborah. I mean, that, that, sounds, that sounds kind of tough. So his response is, okay, I'll go, but only if you go with me. This is what he says. I will go, but only if you, Deborah, go with me. Now, time out. Let me ask you guys a question, all right? I need some input. Are you all listening? Did God want him to go? Yes or no? What do you think? Yes, because God told her to say that. So yes, God wanted him to go. Now, was Deborah telling Barak what God said? Yes or no? Yes, she was. Now, did God want Barak to tell Deborah to go with him? We don't really know that. It doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible. So why would Barak tell Deborah to go with him? What do you guys think? Why would Barak tell Deborah to go with him? See, I believe that he was showing a little bit of hesitancy on his part and a little bit of wavering faith. I think he got one look at this guy and said, I don't know about all that. I mean, he's kind of scary. I don't know if I can handle that. So Deborah says, okay, sure, I'll go. But I want you to know you're not going to get the honor for this journey. And she specifically tells him, it says so right here in the Scripture, the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hands of a woman. This is what Deborah tells him. The Lord shall sell Sisera into the hands of a woman. So, Deborah and Barak, I need you guys to go to the 12 tribes of Israel, and I need you to recruit 10,000 men. Can you all go down there? You'll come back in a second, but head down there. You all go to the 12 tribes of Israel, and King Jabin eats his Cheetos. Good job. You just keep being evil over there. Now, it's important to note that chapter 4 gives us the story, but chapter 5 goes back through and fills in some very important details for us, okay? Um, they, called, they called the tribes so that they could get these 10,000 men. So they called Reuben, they called Gilead, they called Asher, they called Dan. And the Bible tells us that some thought to go. Well, that's not really the same thing as going now, is it? 
Some thought to go. So I thought about going to Hawaii this morning, but here I am. Some had other things to do, but Naphtali and Zebulun, they went with Barak. They joined his army to fight. Twelve tribes, two joined. So I want you guys to see number four, deliverance. Number four tonight, deliverance. That's your last point, deliverance. Number four, deliverance. So verses 11 and 12 of Judges chapter 4, the Bible says, new character now, Heber. Now Heber, the Kenite, which was of the children of Hobab. Aren't you glad we don't use these names anymore? Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, had severed himself from the Kenites. No offense if your name is Hobab tonight. Had severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent unto the plain of Zanaim, which is by Kedesh. And they showed Sisera that Barak, the son of Abinoam, was gone up to Mount Tabor. Very simply put, Heber was a traitor. He was a traitor. He was a member of the 12 tribes. And he decided, nah, I'm going to go over here with the Canaanites. I think they're going to win. He joined himself to the Canaanites. He did not hang out with the 12 tribes. He was like, I don't think I want to be part of this anymore. He did that a while back. He decided he did not want to be a Kenite anymore. Heber ratted out Barak. He informed Sisera what was going on and where Barak was going to be. Heber was Sisera's spy. So here's the thing. Now, this is important. Don't miss this. Sisera knew more about the situation than Deborah and Barak. But God knew more than Sisera. So, Sisera went after Barak. Is that okay, King Jabin? Is it okay for... Okay, good. So he got his permission from his king, and his king went back to eating his Cheetos. And Sisera went after Barak. Now, I need Deborah and Barak to make their way back up here. This is the river Kishon. We're changing scenery now. You're at the river. Okay. All right, good. Now, we are not, Sisera is not, excuse me, Sisera is not too far behind. So he joins up. He's here with his army. The battle is about to take place. We are not given all the details of the battle in this passage of Scripture. But Sisera shows up, and the Bible says, The Lord discomfited Sisera and all his chariots and all his host. In fact, I I just think this is interesting. In chapter 5, verse 20, the Bible says, They fought from heaven. The stars in their courses fought against Sisera, the stars fought against him. The river Kishon swept them away. The ancient river, the river Kishon, oh my soul, thou hast trodden down strength. So I'm imagining, here's Sisera, this mighty man of battle. Here's Barak and his 10,000 against Sisera, his 900 chariots and his army of 100,000. I mean, this is like a movie scene. 
And all of a sudden, there's fireballs raining down from heaven. God floods the river Kishon. Chariots don't work well in a flooded river. The mighty Sisera ran. He jumped out of his chariot and ran away. And the Bible says that all of his other men were slain by the sword by Barak and his army. All of his other men were killed. And Barak chased after Sisera. Now, Deborah, we're changing scenes again. I need you to go go back to your people, go back with the Israelites. You can go sit down. You stay. I I need you to protect me. I need your sword. Okay. So, Sisera comes to a tent. He's running away. He's trying to escape. He comes to a tent. It's his friend Heber's tent. Y'all remember Heber, the traitor, the spy? Comes to his tent, but Heber isn't there. But his wife is there. Just his wife. Her name is Yael. Yael. Now, I need somebody to be Heber's wife tonight. Miss Liberty, will you do it? I only have one question. Have you ever murdered anyone before? Uh, Never mind. Come here. Now, can you just stand right here for me? And can you go stand right over there on the edge of the platform? We have to, we have to get the setting right. All right, Barak, and your name is Yael. You are Heber's wife. So here comes Sisera, okay? Sisera comes to her tent, and I want you to remember the conversation way back between Deborah and Barak. Deborah tells him, okay, sure, I'll go with you, but you're not going to get the honor from this journey. The Lord shall sell Sisera where? Into the hands of a woman. Sisera is exhausted. So what happens? He comes to the tent. She says, oh, come inside. Come inside and rest. I'll hide you. So, Yael, I need you to follow these instructions. I'm going to tell the story. You do what I say. So, Yael covers Sisera with a blanket. Great job. Covers Sisera with a blanket. Then, what he does, he asks, you're going to need these in a minute. He asks, he asks Yael for a drink. And he says, will you give me something to drink and stand guard at the tent? So, she uncovers him. She gives him something to drink, okay? Gives him some milk, covers him again with the blanket. Okay? And Sisera falls asleep. Sisera falls asleep. A long day of traveling, an intense battle a comfy blanket, a glass of warm milk. I mean, good night. I could go to sleep just thinking about this. So Yael, being the motherly figure that she is, she tucks him in. She watches him drift off to sleep. And then she picks up a tent nail and a hammer. She walks over to him 
ever so softly, places the nail on his head and drives it through his temples. It's okay. (laughs) This is why I asked you if you'd ever murdered anyone. That'll work. So she drives the net, the, the nail through his head. In fact, she must have been really strong because it said it stuck in the ground. So, I mean, she really got him. Um, and then here's what happens. Wham, right through his head. And then what does she do? She walks out of her tent and, oh, hey, there's Barak. And she says, hey, I got something for you. And the Bible says in verse 23 through 24 of Judges chapter 4, So God subdued on that day Jabin, king of Canaan, before the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel prospered and prevailed against against Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. Hey, uh, Barak, can you do me a favor? Would you mind coming over here and stabbing the guy eating the Cheetos for me? Here's your glorious moment. What a death scene. That was great. You can smell the Cheetos. Um, You guys did a great job. Can you all give our our actors a hand tonight? You can keep the Cheetos. You guys can have a seat. Thank you so much for acting out this epic tale of of Deborah and Barak. Now, now I need you all to, to pay attention just for a minute. We're almost done. What does this story mean for us? Because this event really happened. This isn't just a a fairy tale. This isn't just a cartoon. God is telling us this historical account, and he's trying to teach us something. Why is this included in Scripture? Why tell us about Deborah and and Yael and these, these amazing women who did great things for God? Why tell us about King Jabin and Sisera? I'm going to give you two things tonight. Number one, and it's very important that we all understand this. Safety is of the Lord. Do you know who felt safe in this story? I believe Sisera felt safe because it's impossible to go to sleep if you don't feel safe. Glass of warm milk, warm blanket, lay down and go to sleep. I mean, that's safe. Do you know who else felt safe? The people of Israel. After Ehud killed Eglon, they thought everything was going to be fine now. Until along came evil king Jabin. So what's the difference? What's the difference between this guy and the people of Israel? They cried unto the Lord. You see, Sisera tried to fix everything by himself. He said, I know how to fix this with my hands. The people of Israel said, we can't do this. God, God, we need you. They said the battle is the Lord's. They fought that battle on their knees, just like we just sang about. 
They cried out to God in repentance. They knew they had messed up and they needed Him. The children of Israel were oppressed for 20 years after Ehud. But when did, they deliver, when did their deliverance come? When? It was when they cried out to the Lord. The second thing I want us to see tonight is that God blesses your measure of faith. God blesses your measure of faith. I think this is interesting. Take the tribe of Reuben. They said, we thought about it with our hearts. Deborah and Barak go to them, hey, uh, will you help us? We're, we're going we're to take these men. We're going to go up against Sisera. And it says that they thought about it with their hearts. But they never went with him. There was no honor for them in that. There was no honor for their tribe. Read chapter 5, you'll see it. But Barak, I'll go, but only if you go with me. Well, he got some honor. But he didn't get to do that. He didn't get the glory for the battle. But Yael, listen to what the Bible says about her. Blessed above woman shall Yael, the wife of Heber, be, the Kenite be. Blessed shall she be above women in the tent. You know, the Bible isn't lying when it says faith without works is dead. And as hard as it is for us to swallow this truth, you act on what you really believe. You act on what you really believe. We can say that we believe something, but if it doesn't move us to action, then we don't really believe it. How much do we really trust Him? Do we really believe what this book says, what He says? Do we believe it enough to do it? Is this our basis for life, or is it just a bowl full of Skittles? Something that we may listen to sometimes and not listen to sometimes. Which one is it? Because God blesses your measure of faith. God blesses our measure of faith. And safety is of the Lord. Let's bow for prayer. Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the truths that we find in the Word of God that teach us that we draw strength from, that show us how to go about life. Lord, we would be so lost without your instruction, without your truth. God, help us to be a people who knows how to deal with when we mess up. Because the mistakes come. We are not perfect. And God, I, I want to walk uprightly. I want to be holy. We do. We do, God. But sometimes I wonder if it's not more important to know how to deal with it when we stumble.
May we be a people who realize our faults immediately and cry out to you in repentance. God, help us to realize our need for you. You are not a convenience. You are a necessity for us. I pray that you'd watch over and bless our families and help us to take these truths to heart. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. We thank you so much for being here tonight. We're going to take a few moments now and go into our prayer time.